because people will ask me that too, right? Like, how, how'd you do it? It's like, well, it's just kind of like, it's like brick by brick, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of pieces that went into it, but just like we're going to lessen our waste, like one item and one room at a time. Like, I didn't just like build the business. Like, it's like one brick at a time. Welcome to season seven of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa. And today we welcome Heather Cornman, the founder of the Golden Triangle Shop, which is the best refill shop located in the South <laughs> Bay of Los Angeles that focuses on loving the earth by supporting a less waste living lifestyle. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry, because Heather's going to tell us all about it, as well as her journey starting a small business. Uh, but before we get into all that, Heather, we always ask our guests uh, what's been making them uncomfortable lately. So we would love to hear from you what's been making you uncomfortable lately? Oh, yes. Well, hello. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for that intro. Lovely. Um, so happy to be here. And what's been making me feel uncomfortable lately is as life has been very chaotic lately um, in my personal life, in my work life, I am um, leaning into that uncomfortableness and how to find balance in my life and still create beauty and kindness. Um, or spread kindness rather, while my world is upside down and uncomfortable. That can be hard to do. So kudos to you for trying. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Just like kudos, because <laughs> that is the most, probably the most difficult thing that you can t- even attempt to do when your life is flipped upside down, right? Yeah. But that's what this podcast is all about, right? We're trying to find balance in our in our life somewhere, somehow, through hell or high water, right? But yes, thank you for that, Heather, for that introduction. Um, Today, like Vanessa mentioned, uh, we will be interviewing you or or having a conversation with you really on on getting a a little bit of insight on what it's like to not only start a business, but a brick and mortar actual location business Mm -hmm. and in that specific niche of a less waste living lifestyle focused um, establishment. And Vanessa and I are, we really do love reaching out and hearing stories from entrepreneurial women like yourself. And I know that probably starting a business has definitely not been easy. And it comes with a lot of uncomfortable moments. And of course, with those uncomfortable moments, you tend to learn a lot of things about yourself and about what you want and your passions and things like that. So that's why we reached out to you, Heather. Um, And so I will pass it along to you to tell us a little bit more about yourself as well as what inspired you to start the Golden Triangle Shop. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, So... Well, for me, I'm Heather and I um, am a wife and a mama. I've got two kids, 10-year-old and 8-year-old. We've got doggies and chickens and um, we're like creating a little mini homestead here, like suburban style. So we've got the front yard garden um, and that's that's really what I was doing on like a home personal level. Um, And then I really, I started doing kundalini yoga and practicing Um, a lot of breath work, and that really connected me to God, to source, to the universe um, in a more profound way. And so as much as I thought that what I wanted to be doing was just creating this little mini homestead and homeschooling my kids and growing our food, um, it became very apparent that I was supposed to be spreading that lifestyle with more people. Um, And so that's kind of really like through meditation, um, really in 
full transparency, a message came to me that I was supposed to have a store called the Golden Triangle. And I was thinking, well, that's really cool. But like, what is it? What's it going to be? Um, so I just really sat with it and kept, you know, living my life and kept meditating, kept doing my breath work. And then it just, um, I realized that what the Golden Triangle is supposed to be is just like all the things that I'm doing in my life and a platform to share it with the community um, and in a in a broader way. And so that just really encompassed like living um, in a non-toxic way, um, creating less waste. Um, and so that's kind of like where it was born. Um, and then if we trace it back even farther, is really just like how I fell in love with the earth. It was I was just always that kid like, digging in the mud, like picking flowers. You know, my parents put me in softball and like I would just be like out in the outfield, like picking flowers and like having them talk to each other. And so I just really like love nature and um, have fell in love with the earth as a little kid. So being a little kid playing in the mud really transcended to me being a gardener. And that just helped me fall in love with the earth in a whole new way. And so I just, um, really want to be able to share that with more people. And I think that a natural thing is if we actually truly fall in love with the earth, then it's just natural that we're going to want to do whatever we can to help protect the earth. And so for me, that's using, you know, no toxins and creating less waste. Um, and, you know, because I think it's kind of a quintessential thing, right? Like these kids that are in like public schools and um, just like in life, it's like, take care of the earth, take care of the earth, take care of the earth. They need, and we all need like an opportunity to fall in love with the earth first. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it was born. And what else am I supposed to say now? I think that was like plenty and so, in, in <laughs> you know, insightful because you kind of brought it back to your childhood and all of those tendencies and intuition that you had that has led you up until this point. That's awesome. And I was pointing at myself too, because I was always that kid that was digging in the dirt too. I got the dirt under my fingernails. I, was still thinking I, was, <laughs> I still have. And I, I always want, I thought, you know, it, when I was a kid that I'd become a paleontologist because I like to dig in the dirt and like find little things, shells and rocks and all those things. So I love I love that. I could just imagine yeah. you out in the field just picking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I can probably answer this question on my own because I am not of the outdoor uh, inclination, <laughs> having my allergies to like everything. It's really annoying. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you, Heather. What do you think makes people uncomfortable with the idea of um, waste less living? Is that what you referred to it as? And could you also yeah. define that for people who might not oh, yeah, be yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I say less waste living. And so um, that's really just, um, you know, I say less waste living as opposed to like zero waste lifestyle. Mm, okay. um, really just to like meet people where they're at because a zero waste lifestyle um uh, really isn't too attainable in our culture right now. And so rather than scare people away from like, oh, I have to create some waste, right? Like I, I, I create waste, you know, I do my best to create as minimal as waste as possible. Um, and I'm working more and more towards that. But so less waste living is really just um, doing that, cre like creating as little waste as possible. And um, if you know, people will ask me like how to start that. And I really recommend starting like one room at a time. 
So if you're focusing on like your, yeah. And bathroom and kitchen are going to be like the most wasteful areas of our homes if yeah. we're thinking of our home. So starting in those areas first. Yeah, it's a lot of bottles and it's a lot of things that, you know, whether they can go in the recycle or not really like I've read different studies somewhere between like three to five to seven percent. I've read different studies are like the things that are able to be recycled are actually yeah. recycled. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why for that. Um, some of it is beyond our control. We can take all the right steps and it still will not. So it's kind of cutting out that like, how can we just remove our waste? And so um, that's a big part of the golden triangle is offering a place for people to come and either buy packaged free goods, um, things like shampoo oh. bars, conditioner bars, laundry sheets so that you don't even need a container at all. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, They're pretty on. cool. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> yeah. I will say there was, um, there was a shop in Manhattan beach. If anyone listening is from the South Bay, Los Angeles area, I know that Nor Northern California has their own South Bay. So I just want to clarify. Um, there was a shop called the wasteless shop that I used to go to. I would buy my, um, shampoo bars and my conditioner bars there and I know that it was also um, a similar concept of the refill um, options for like for all of those products like uh, detergent um, for your laundry things like that and they actually closed and then when I heard mm. about your shop it's across the street actually I'm just like talking I'm just we're just talking now about my my favorite things in the area but <laughs> one of my favorite coffee shops in the area is across the street from you um, from your shop in, in Lomita. So I definitely need next time I'm over there, I'm going to cross the street and go over to you and say hi in person, because I know that I've reached out to you through Instagram. But um, yeah, I definitely need to make my way over there and, and uh, restock on my uh, shampoo bar because it's it's running low. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I work with the same maker that they have the shampoo bars at um, the Wasteless shop. So okay, it's the same because there's lots, lots of different ones. But I myself shopped at the Wasteless shop um okay. as well and um that was kind of like um just like a great place and I was like oh my gosh my dreams are coming true with this shop you know um yeah. and yeah she what's great is that she didn't necessarily close she just um got married and had a baby and they moved to Reno and so she yes. opened a new shop there which is if any of you guys follow on Instagram it's beautiful she opened a beautiful store so um awesome yeah, I mean, I, we're gonna wanna. Oh, sorry, Melissa, go ahead. We're just excited. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just, I was just thinking. Like, so Melissa was very excited. First of all, when she told me about your store, like way back when, um, just so thrilled. And I was like, wait, hold on, that sounds awesome. And I think there might actually be a similar concept nearby. But for people who, and we're gonna get to asking you about your business and all of those challenges too. But for people who find it challenging to waste less, which is something yeah. I probably could be a lot better at myself is containers an easy place to start? Like where, where should I start thinking about how to reduce my waste? Yeah, so a lot of it would be, um, well, first I would say come into the Golden Triangle if you're in the South Bay so that you can get, like, that's what a lot of people do is they're like, I want to do this, but like, I don't even know what's in here, like what's available to get right, in right. that way. So if you live around here, come to the Golden Triangle, or if not, like look up if there is a refill shop or a sustainability shop close to you and go see what products are there. And it'll probably already like answer those questions of what can you replace at home. And then if you just wanna reevaluate or like evaluate at home already, that would go back to like the start room by room. So like if you, and it makes it a little like less overwhelming, I feel like is like, 
um, I'm going to start in the bathroom. And so what's in bathrooms that's like comes in plastic. We want to look for plastic basically, because if it's something that's in, this is what I try to really remind myself too. If it's a container that is like cardboard and it's going to end up breaking down into be more earth, that is like less of our concern. We're more concerned with like the plastic that's like never breaking down, becoming Uh into microplastics that are getting everywhere. Um, And so, yeah, so containers, a lot of times it's shampoo for, I'm thinking just bathroom if we're looking at one room, shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, body wash, hand soap, um, deodorant. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Floss. Um, like if you use those floss picks too, um, there's like bamboo and silk ones that you can get instead, like, or at least like biodegradable, they like look like plastic, but it's actually like, um, a lot of times made from cornstarch. Um, so yeah, just, I would start room by room and look at like, what do I get on a regular basis? Like, and then, and then a great thing is once you kind of evaluate that, if you have a place nearby that you can go and get something, or if not like online, you can get things shipped to you. There's great. There's like Blue Land and Grove that um, ship a lot of products. I don't know all of their inventory, but if you don't live near a local refill shop, um, then you can look at, don't do it like all at once, but like the next time that you need to go buy toothpaste. Oh, nice. Okay. Switch it that. And so then it's like first room by room, you're evaluating and then it's product by product. And over time you will end up substantially lessening your waste. Oh, and- Good tip. Okay, cool. Thank you. Because I was, yeah. I was just like, whoa, hold on. There's a lot of things that probably yeah. I could reduce. And it could be overwhelming too. You know, if yeah. you look at it whole like at one time, all at once, and and thinking of all of those products, I could see it in your face. <laughs> but so you're like, oh no, everything I have. Because I am like that too, and I I definitely get overwhelmed at times. But that's kind of what I did. I was like, okay, let me try an alternative for this. If I don't like it. Um, there could be, you know, another option that I can go down. One thing that I did try, um, I, I don't want to deviate too far, but one thing that I did try that I need to, I, I ended up not liking it. So I need to find another alternative is toothpaste tablets. Okay. If you chew on them, yeah. versus like it being in the tube, it like gives you the foamy, like the cleaning agents that you need, but it's not in the tube. It's in like a little glass bottle. And I yeah. tried that and I, I didn't like it. So I, I'm on the search next time I go for a toothpaste. Another yeah. option. <laughs> there is. So I will say it's the same thing too with um, like the shampoo bars. Like there's and um, with the toothpaste tabs, like there's a few makers of them. Um, there's probably quite a few makers, but there's a couple that are more mainstream. They're not all created equal. So that's kind of where like for me, like I really have carefully curated the products that I've brought in. Um, there's, um, like one brand that's out there. Like, I feel like I don't want to like name drop, like the one that's like not good and the one that is, cause there's, there's amazing makers that are working really hard to do their best to make them. Um, but there's like two main ones for the tooth tabs and, um, like one is kind of, um, like hasn't gotten the best feedback. And then, so the one that I've brought in, um, I loved. And so I got samples for like people to try, um, before I brought them in in bulk and they've gotten like amazing feedback. So I would just say too, when you come in, um, Melissa, like, let me know when I have like little sample packs of the tooth tabs. So try these ones and see if you do like them. And then if not, I don't have it, but there is a company that makes, um, it's metal tubes of toothpaste. And so then you're just left with like a little plastic um, 
cap, cap is all. Um, yeah, and then it's a little bit more of a process because you have to like cut it and once it. In the, but if you don't like any of the tooth tabs, there is alternatives, and okay. that's a really good point that you bring up because I would also. I think that's the beauty of getting to go to like a local um, refill or sustainability shop is you can talk to the owner about that. Be like, oh, I tried these and I didn't like them. Do you have any other suggestions? And so um, I think that that's a beautiful thing too. And that's, you know, customers are always saying like, oh, I'm looking for this specific thing. And, you know, we'll either work together to, if I can't bring it in the store to help them find like a different way to get it. So. I love that. Okay. Yeah. I will, I definitely will be coming in <laughs> and I'll let you know. Um, but I, so I'm excited to try some of the products that you have there, uh, but I did want to talk a little bit more because you talk about this interaction and, and that you have with your customers and, you know, part of it, your calling and, and the message that you receive to start this business is, is based in wanting to share what you are doing yourself at home with others. So I guess I just want to ask, you know, going from a concept to actual <laughs> finding a place, like all of the like, logistical elements that go into actually bringing this business idea to life in real life. I guess I want to talk a little bit about what were some of the tough moments, uncomfortable moments, and like kind of the triumphs that you've ultimately had from going through all of those things. If you have like a couple little things that stand out to you that you could share. Yeah, totally. I feel like it might be helpful too for like listeners to hear like timeline wise, like when, like, so I like to del was delivered the message in the end of 2019. Um, so like seriously, like the end of 2019, that's when like the first idea, like message came in that I was supposed to have the store. And then um, what well, we all know what the beginning of 2020 was, right? So oh, it actually, God. right? So there's uncomfortableness in all of that, of course, uh, unanimously. Um, but that really forced me to like have to just sit with the idea for a while um, and really let it like simmer and like manifest into what it was supposed to be. Because right, like in the first half of 2020, I wasn't like, oh, let me go like start a business <laughs> right now. Yeah, like I yeah. was like, oh, my quarantining like the rest of us. So um, so I really recommend like that. That was, I think, really helpful for me. Not that not going through 2020, but just like um, being able to sit with the idea for a little bit um, because we can get like so excited, right? Like, oh, I just want to do this right now. But letting it kind of simmer was so helpful. Um, and so then it wasn't um oh and then yeah to to your point melissa how did then like we have this idea right so this idea was here how to like bring it into the physical and i didn't know how to do that so that was right. i was like I, I don't know like how do you do that that's so cool like how do you like create like a business and so um i did some business school so i took some business classes um some like structured like you know Western style, like business classes that like teaches you structures of things. And then I also took like a spiritual based one. Um, I got more out of the spiritual based one. And the reason why is because you have to sit with those uncomfortable things of like, mm. why am I doing this? Like right. really sitting with like your why, really sitting with like your purpose and your reason and, and your like my own stumbling blocks, right? Like sitting through those spiritual things is like, you know, when I have like a stumbling block in front of me, like, what do I do? Do I like cower or am I going to like push through it? 
Um, so that was really, really helpful. And then that spiritual business class also had great coaches that we were able to apply real life things to like, um, and it was a great, it was a cohort. So it was mm -hmm. other, um, all women um, who were entrepreneurs or wanting to become entrepreneurs. And so we were able to bounce ideas off of each other. Like when I was like, oh, I'm, I have my name. How do I get my name like trademarked or like set? You know, how do you do that? And so like um, finding out how to do those things. Um, the office piece is not, it's not like my natural gift of, you know, organizing and spreadsheets and all that. So mm -hmm. that's, has been an uncomfortable piece for me and continues to be. Um, and now I'm at a place where I'm going to start outsourcing some of that. And so that's, that's just, great. yeah, which is, I'm so grateful um, for. And so that's just part of it, right? Like we can figure out those uncomfortable pieces and some of it mm -hmm. is for us to just push through. And then like, I also really feel like we all have gifts and, and, um things and so like that's not my gift and so I'm okay outsourcing that right right mm -hmm. lean into your strengths and then outsource if you're able to your weaknesses to someone who's that's their strength <laughs> they can thrive it, at it exactly yeah so so and being okay with that right like I don't have mm -hmm. to be the expert at every single part of running this business mm -hmm. um and so so yeah, so that's kind of like how I got into um, like bringing it into the physical. And so all those things, then it's just because people will ask me that too, right? Like, how, how'd you do it? It's like, well, it's just kind of like, it's like brick by brick, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of pieces that went into it, but just like we're going to lessen our waste, like one item and one room at a time. Like, I didn't just like build the business, like it's like one brick at a time. Um, and so it wasn't until um, 2022 that I launched the business officially and I did farmers markets and pop-up events around the South Bay. Um, and oh my gosh, totally like uncomfortable moments with that is just like, whew, it's a lot of work. Like I'm like have like five gallon like tubs of like soap and cleansers for people. So right. um, setting that all up and then like let me tell you, farmers market dynamic with like all the makers and stuff can sometimes be a little dramatic. Like, really? You know, yes. I, you I'll know, it, just try to like send love. But <laughs> 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 yeah, well, there can be some drama because like, oh, like one, you know, maker wanted to be where the dress lady set up and they and someone Territory took someone's wars. parking spot <laughs> yes I was like whoa I'm just trying to sell some soap here but um <laughs> that's fascinating yes it was pretty um pretty wild but like I met some really cool people too and some makers that I actually have some of their products in my um store now too which was really cool oh, and to great. get to support them um yeah and then, and then, yeah. And so and then in the summer of um, 2022, I sublet a little shop um, just down the way a bit, just like a little corner of a shop. And then I was like, oh my goodness, it's just, I need to um, open my own store. And so it was um, in February of 2023. So we're going on our eighth month now of having my own storefront. Yay, congrats. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love that you mentioned um, the community you built, built too, because I mm. think when, when you're thinking, when you have this grand idea or, you know, inspiration that comes to you, but you're not necessarily like a business minded person per se, um, it can feel a little isolating or even intimidating to even take that leap because 
you're, you, you don't know what to do next. And so when you mentioned seeking classes, both Western and spiritual, just so you can learn the structure in which you need to operate the business itself, but also leaning, you know, seeking resources outside of that structure to help you really reinforce, again, your why, the reasons why you're doing this. Because if you purely think of it in a West, uh, you know, stereotypical Western sense, it's like build a business, you know, why to earn income, you know, for revenue stream, right? All of those things. But you kind of like make sure that your soul is still intact when you're, you know, going through the processes that make you uncomfortable. So I love that because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that could benefit from hearing that, that you're not alone. Like even if the idea is yours, you can still find community with people that are going through similar, not the same, but similar journeys as you. And I love that you took a class that was like all like probably really cool women trying to start their own businesses out there. So I, I love that you mentioned that. Um, but yeah. is there any other is there any other advice um, you know from the lessons that you've learned? Um, any advice you would have that comes to mind, or any other advice that you, that comes to mind when you're um, you know talking to someone that does have that little spark, that little inspiration, that idea? Because I know you mentioned sitting in it for a little bit just to make sure this is something you actually want to because it is a lot of work. You can't just live on inspiration alone. Motivation's not always going to be there. Um, but is there any other tidbits of wisdom that you have from your experience that you could share? Yeah, for sure. I would say write it down. Like if you have like a spark, an idea, something that you feel like is like even just like starting to like kind of spark the kindling inside of you that like gets you excited, like really joyful, write it down so that even if you know even if you're like a butterfly and you float away for a little while you can like come back to that um and and see how you feel after a little while so writing it down for sure and then yeah and just really follow the spark i would say because i really think that we all have unique gifts that we can bring to the world and so and we need that like more and more like especially as this world is changing and you know we see like lots of darkness coming out in a lot of places if you feel something like kindling like a little bit of light inside of you that's light that the world needs and so it's kindling inside of you and sparking inside of you for a reason um and probably for a greater good than just your own like purpose like to spread to other people so just keep going with it and just know that like if it's meant to be and you're willing to go through those uncomfortable times, like mm-hmm. you can build it like brick by brick. Uh, that's beautiful. I, I'm drawn to something Melissa said earlier, though, about how inspiration is not always going to be there. Right? It's not enough to kind of carry you through. So what are some of the most uncomfortable or the hardest moments you would say you've had when you were going through the process of making your dream into a reality? Yeah, okay, well, I'm gonna first comment on something you said. The main thing, like, because that since that inspiration isn't always going to be there, right? We're going to have like tired days, sick days, just like, oh my goodness, everything's like falling apart days. The writing it down also means like writing down your why, because Mm -hmm. if your why is very clear and you know it in your heart and you're able to articulate 
why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. I have like my journal of like when I first wrote down like why I want to do this and I keep that with me and on really hard days, I open it up and I read why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like makes everything else float away because there's a very clear reason. Um, So that's to that. But then to what you're actually asking is like uncomfortable times. I mean, there's just like different things from day to day, like running, like, um, you know, it's like this beautiful idea, right? Like I want to spread like the love of like loving earth and like, let's come together and garden together and let's like, you know, create less waste. But there's just day to day stuff, right? It is, it's running a retail shop. It's making Mm -hmm. sure that everything's stocked. Like it's uncomfortable when like, you know, I ran out of something quicker than I could have like ever anticipated. And someone Mm. comes in and they like want that, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, it's not, I I'm doing the best that I can. And um, so it's uncomfortable. And I just, I'm willing to lean into that uncomfortableness and be honest and open. Like I'm doing my best, you know, to stock everything and, um, and just be like a human about it. Um, so that can be uncomfortable, not having the products available when um, someone wants them um, can be uncomfortable. Like there's safety pieces, right? Like having a brick and mortar, like in being like a woman and it's just a small oh. shop. It's just usually one or so of us. So having like safety in mind, which is like, I don't right. really love to live in that place of like fear, yeah. um, right. but it's like how to keep that safety. Um, and especially when I've got girls like working the shop, like how to make sure that they're safe so that there's uncomfortableness um with that mm-hmm. um like knock on wood like nothing like has happened or anything but it's just being mindful of it um, yeah yeah all yeah. these hidden elements of being a business owner and running a business mm-hmm. yeah that but then I, I love that you mention having that why available to you whenever you do have those tough days as long as it's, yeah. you know, again, you have a clear reason why you're doing this, it kind it it tends to, or the hope is that when you do have those tough days, you can kind of melt all of that stuff away because you, you're seeing the bigger picture of everything. Hmm. Yeah. So much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you have, you know, curiosity about, Vanessa, before we Yeah, I, I just if you could leave our listeners with one thing, like let's say they have a spark, it's small and they're listening to it. It's uncomfortable. What if you like look back on your own experience, right? Having gone through that process, what would you say to someone who is uncomfortable? Like, Oh, I have an idea, but like, what do I do with it? Yeah. Yeah. So two things I would say, like a lesson that I didn't learn until later on in life was like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Um, it really is like we need it to grow. Um, so it's okay to be uncomfortable. And then I would really say like, um, lean into whatever spiritual practice is calling you. Um, something's calling you, um, whether you've like heard it or not. And so just lean into that, pay attention to messages from the universe, maybe like a friend's talking about some yoga thing they're going to or like a breath work thing or like a sound bath or or like a christian church or like whatever like you know buddhist like whatever it is that's calling you um and getting your spiritual practice 
in line will it'll show your own inner truth to you and then you'll know what the next brick to stack on top of that like um first first little kindling is got it yeah the paying attention to that is so hard i feel like you know we're so inundated by all this stuff that's happening around us sometimes i want to tell melissa an idea and then it's gone because i haven't written it down or i wasn't really you know paying attention to it so i get it it happens thank you for that advice yeah. But taking the pause to sit with it and also building a foundation that helps you, you know, listen to yourself more and your ideas and your spark and your intuition more. Again, love that. <laughs> All <of it>. <laughs> <sighs> I could keep talking forever, I think, for, uh, you know, about, you know, this, the stuff that you stock, but I'm going to do that on my own time and visit you at your little shop. And hopefully maybe Vanessa can find a refill shop near her because she's based in Northern California. Um, and hopefully this has inspired folks, you know, listening to take it room by room, you know, do what we did, this little exercise that we went through, go through your bathroom and see what you can maybe start switching out and slowly start incorporating that less waste type of lifestyle. Um, but I did want to thank you, Heather, for coming on the uh, the podcast today. I've learned a lot, <laughs> I learned so much, and hopefully our, our um, audience has too. Can you just quickly share where everyone can find you, follow you, all of those things? Yeah, for sure. Um, Instagram is like first and foremost, and that's the Golden Triangle Shop. Um, the website is the same, the Golden Triangle Shop.com. And it's not the fanciest shop, it's just like S H O P. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again, Heather, for coming on. Um, I, again, thank you all for listening today. Hopefully, again, you learned a little bit of something that you could swap out in your life, be, live a little bit more sustainably. Hopefully, you learned a little bit of some a, a unique insight onto running a business, starting a business, following your your passion and, and inspiration. Um, we do release episodes every week, and we will see you next week. Make sure, make sure you follow us on all of the platforms as well. I'm uncomfortable.com. Yes.